What's going on? I'm S.L. Jackson, author of the award-winning debut urban fantasy novel, Animal Instincts, The Urban Jungle. Animal Instincts, The Urban Jungle is a collection of creative stories based on the lives of animals in an urban underworld jungle. The stories are focused around a family of outlaw rabbits, so get to know these characters, Leaps, Jumps, Mama, Papa, and Groovy by ordering your copy today at 1sljackson.com. That's 1sljackson.com to order your copy of the award-winning urban fantasy novel, Animal Instincts, The Urban Jungle. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up? We should add guilty as charged in that shit, too. Because you and June both guilty. This <laughs> man dang going wild. I feel, I feel away now. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's your favorite baby daddy. You Come got, on, June. Hurry up. My fault. You got June here. When you see June in all caps, you know it's all facts. Yo, man. This <laughs> <nigga> crazy. <laughs> Disloyal ass niggas, man. Hey, what kind of nigga is this, dog? What type of nigga be like, yo, come work with this person? <laughs> and they be like, why is you working with this? <laughs> I never told you that. I never told you that. Oh, shit. All money is green. Whatever. Anyway, welcome back. Dope money. All of that shit. It's all green. Go off, man. Go it's ahead. all green. I see how you do. I see how you do me. <laughs> Only thing green is the cash app. Yo, uh, <laughs> welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 214. It's Juneteenth. It was. It is Juneteenth. And, um, I mean... We got June in the building for Juneteenth. Like, it only makes sense. You yeah, know what man. Saying? I respect that. Um, how how was y'all weeks, fellas? My week was chill, man. You Fuck. sure? Yeah. Because you on 10 today. I'm better now. I'm better now. Oh. I, I got it off my chest. I still love you, bro. I'm better now. Even you too, June. <laughs> I, <appreciate laughs> it. I got it off my chest. Man, my week was lovely, man. I ain't really do much of shit, but just sit around and do art all day. So That's dope. Uh, we gonna definitely get into that a little bit later. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'm man, a neck tattoo today. Oh, really? Are you gonna get another face on your neck? <laughs> 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 try, to, try to fix the one that's attached to us. Like, no. ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what we do in the day. That's what we do in the day. Okay, uh, okay. What you getting though? Uh, I'm getting grateful across my neck. Okay. Very small, very clean. You wrote it out. Uh, nah, nah. He's supposed to be coming with a couple different 
couple different looks before we do it. Make sure you spell it right. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I, I already took it because I, I definitely – G R E A T. I had to. I, I looked it up. I looked it grateful. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I looked it up. Man, I seen. I seen. I seen that shit go. I, I seen somebody not do a double take. I before. know a nigga personally right now has his son's name on his <laughs> neck, and it is incorrect. <laughs> this is your flesh and blood. You named this boy, and you have his name spelled incorrectly on his neck. Man, that's unfortunate. I would change my son's name though. That's the that's how that's how the boy is fourteen years old. The boy is getting his name changed legally because I'm not gonna be walking the around. The boy is like fourteen that. years old. My nigga has his name spelled wrong on his neck. His son is like my dad didn't even know how to spell my fucking name. No, nigga, your name is different officially. <laughs> you just found out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely. It's changing. spelled phonetically. I'm definitely changing my son's name if I got that shit tattooed on my neck. It's, you don't you a minor, nigga. We going downtown. I'm gonna put it out there. His the boy's name is Quentin, and it's spelled Quentin on his <laughs> neck. <laughs> the shit is spelled phonetically. You know, I always I always do have a uh, a little issue uh, sometimes spelling Quentin. People spell it two different ways. Okay, but that's not your child. So I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, shout out to my cousin Q. I I just write Q. <laughs> I forget how niggas spell that shit. Oh man, hey man. So since um since last time we recorded, man, a lot of shit didn't happen in the, in the in yeah the man in the world and all that shit, man. Matter of fact, the day after we the day of we recording like all that all the stuff went down in like um Atlanta, um with uh. Rayshard Brooks, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the police officers or whatever. So, I mean, what, what do you what do you think about that whole situation? Uh, you know, it's just it's just throwing more gasoline on a already burning and out of control flame. Uh, you know, it's it's. I look at it a few different ways because it's easy for me to sit back and think like, you know, how a police officers should handle some shit. You know, I can always say, like, well, the nigga wasn't that drunk. Yeah, he had a taser, but he was running away from them. You know, all of those things. But, like, also the police officer can argue, like, the nigga was drunk with a taser, so I shot him. The the thing that's going, I think is, you know, on the full spectrum of things, it's wrong. And the thing that's going to bury that police officer is that his partner has decided to testify against him. He's and officially did. I know that we're saying that they didn't know. No, I I don't want to say it's official, but I've heard it like on MSNBC, CNN. For me, that's, you know, until they make it to the courtroom, it's all hearsay. But like, nigga, that's, that would be monumental if the nigga. What are you going to say, though? Like, nigga, we was all there, too. We we, we got both of y'all body cam. Fuck you going to say? We know everything. Like, he's going to be like, yo. When he got back to the crib, the nigga was like, "Hell, fucking yeah!" yeah I don't. We, we don't. Got, we got don't know the one, coach. We don't know High what the, we don't know what the extra is gonna be in it. I mean, we don't. The other cop didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I can tell the other cop was the 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 Good underling. Cop? Okay, you know what I'm saying because he was the first one there. So so to set the scene, uh, the gentleman was in the drive-through line, sleep, holding up the line. Wendy's called the police because they never happened to you before. That day I was asleep for so long that, that Wendy's called. I mean, that somebody I called f- the police. I fell asleep in the jar after once. We've all, I mean, dozed off. 
in the drive-thru because you were really tired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I was really tired of Hennessy. <laughs> well, the police officer actually woke him up. Right. Knocked on the window, beat on the window a few times, woke him up like, yo, fam, you, you got to move over there. He went back to sleep. So the, <coughs> the officer did it again. So the second time, he moved his car from the line and to where he did not where it was at because the, when he went over there, he ran over the curb. So then he reversed over the curb and then it got, you know what I'm saying, where it's at. So I know a lot of the narrative was like, yo, he was just sleep in the parking lot. Like that's not no. what happened. It don't no. change. That's just not what happened, right? So when a dude, when a cop, the killer cop got there, he found out from the dude, like, yo, what's the situation? He was like, oh, you? He like, yes, I woke him up twice or whatever. He went over there and he asked questions and shit. So so when it was presented to me, when I first heard anything about it, I saw the video on Instagram. Um, the light-skinned dude with the uh, the locks was like, yo, they just killed the, killed this man. Nowhere, blah, blah, blah. So I already had like a... Um, a narrative already in your head. Yeah, the bias is already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I'm watching the, the full body cam footage, I'm like... Dog, when this shit turned violent, because this shit sound too peaceful. The cop was like going through his shit. I'm like, all right. And dude was fucked up. Like, he ain't know where he was at. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people like, why ain't y'all let the nigga walk home? He ain't know what city he was in. Like, he was, he was in a totally different city. He was on a totally different street. And like, he literally had no idea where he was at. He thought he was somewhere where he wasn't. That wasn't his car. That was, he said, according to him, his sister rented the car. So the, the car rental wasn't even in his name. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and they even talked to themselves like, if we leave him, he's going to get back in the car and drive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they had that little conversation or whatever. So shit was like really peaceful. I'm like, I thought the cop was, you know, very mindful. I didn't get the impression that fucking hate niggers or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. Don't mean he don't, but that shit wasn't very overt. I'm like, all right, cool. He going to jail. I'm cracking up doing the the doing the little questionnaire and shit because I'm kind of rooting for the nigga. Cause like we know you drunk. I know how the story ends, but I just want yeah. It's by 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 the time they pull you out the car and they get to talking to you, like like, I, like I've been there. Before. Yeah, I, yeah, I've literally been there before. So they ask you him, know what time it is. Asking their questions about like uh walking the line. He was like, well, you know, these are new shoes. <laughs> right. Only as a drunk nigga would ask. <laughs> He's like, but do do but like are you able to walk? He was like, I've never walked them before. Like I really just I, they are new shoes. I'm cracking up. Not disparaging or nothing. I'm literally just like, oh, this nigga fooling. Cause the shit funny. You know what I'm saying? And um he's like, listen, yes or no. You don't gotta do it. Like, do you wanna do it? Yes or no. If you can, cool. And like he was going through his shit, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, I just don't get where this dude dies at. I'm like, what happens? And went to cuff him. Nigga broke. You know what I'm saying? Scuffle happened. Sock one of the cops. They all got knocked down to the ground. Everybody fucking camera fall off. Like the second there was contact, everybody cameras just fall the fuck off. Them niggas is held on by paper clips, apparently. Um, punch one of the cops. And like you can hear him scuffling and everything. He was like, he's going for the taser. He's going for the taser. He got the taser. Put the taser down. Like, it wasn't like as soon as he got it, I took my gun out and bust him. Cause that was That's what I was thinking too. Like it was an immediate. 
I don't even think people would be mad if that was right right then. But I'm like, oh, I'm like, fuck. So niggas start running, turn, shoot the taser. The cop, one cop, he ran into the fucking car. That's really why the taser missed, because the nigga just end up running to the car yeah. and dropping and shit. So I've been struggling, right, with this whole situation is because I'm fucked up in the brain. Like, I'm biased because I'm like, well, if it wasn't escalated, this shit wouldn't happen, blah, blah, blah. You fought a cop, you did all this shit. But, like, at the end of the day. That's that's what gives the police officer justification to shoot the nigga. No, it don't. That's what he's going to argue. Yeah. So the, his argument. No, so, so yeah, let me say that. That's what he's going to argue. No, does it justify it? No. But no, that's, that's going to be his argument. That's that, probably not going to be. I know what his argument is. It's probably going to. I know what my argument would be. What would it? My argument be is we had a regular sane conversation uh, and he just jumped up and was violent. He is. He don't know where he at. He discombobulated. He's liable to do anything. So now he's running through a parking lot where there's other people, and I don't know what he's going to do. He may run while somebody getting in their car, snatch him out the car, and then try to get away. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you fleeing, and you just fought me. You just shot a, a taser at me. I don't know. Well, if you carjack somebody, now I think you now I think you are risk to public safety. That's probably going to be his argument. Now, whether he actually believed that in that split, split second, I don't fucking know. But does he deserve to die over it, though? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I get it. He escalated the situation. He's a little bit further away from immediate threat. Like, do you, is it okay for you to shoot somebody in their back because they, because you can't catch them? No, that's it's the, not. You know it's what I'm not. saying? It's not. Because I was looking at this shit from two different ways. And at first, I'm like, it's not the same. Did he still had a taser in his hand when they shot him. Yes. But Taser apparently has been shot twice, so it can't be shot again. Yeah. I don't know that you're thinking about that. Throughout the scuffle of uh, everything, I don't know. It's so I had to check myself. Like, am I making an excuse for the – like, should anybody die? Because I'm running from you and you can't get me? No, no, no. Nobody deserves to die in that in that instance. I'm just saying, like, what I think they would they would simply argue. But I don't think nobody deserves to die in that instance. Not at all. His argument got to be – <coughs> that I felt like my life was I or felt like somebody else's, else's life was, was in imminent danger. danger. Yeah. And uh like the family get up there, the family attorney got up yeah, there. Man, was that like, was that was hard to watch the family. His actual family, one hundred percent. That was hard to watch. I didn't watch none of it. I didn't watch the video, the buy I didn't watch I can't it's to the point now It's so much. I can't I can't I the last thing I probably watched I can't even tell you the last thing I watched as far as like police brutality or something like that, because like just for my personal psyche, it can't take that. It's gonna it's gonna take me to a point that I don't want to be at. After the Amar Arbery and seeing that video, like I can't. I like when I either. when I hear about it, you know, I I can I can hear about it word of mouth. I might if if I happen to stumble on something, but like I'm not. If you send it to me, I I ain't trying to see it. So the body cam footage doesn't actually show him getting shot. Right. Which is why I was able to re to watch it. And it's like a the actual interaction part uh, up to the point is like, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. But the whole file is like an hour and a half or something. And um, a lot of people didn't watch it. And a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it who didn't watch it. Like, I think you should watch it to get a better context of what happened. Because I've just been hearing a lot of stuff that's like, listen, nobody deserves to die because the police can't physically catch them. 
But we got to be kind of careful what we're talking about here, right? Because they like, why ain't they just drive them home or... You could let them yeah. well, like film. That don't work. No, nah, that's that's not realistic. Like so now y'all that's okay people that with have drunk nev- drivers and shit. That's nah, people that's never been arrested. Let's take this situation out of him because I don't want to d- disparage him, right? But in general, y'all not happy with drunk drivers. You don't just like. I've no. been there. I've been. I've, I've. I did the test, and I spent the night in the fucking. <laughs> I went to jail. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? I wish he would have went to jail. But I mean, that's just not how the shit works. If you've been, if you get pulled over and you had that type of interaction with the police, yeah, maybe the kind heartedness of, oh, just take them home, just let them go, get a, get away with a slap on the wrist. No, it doesn't fucking work like that. When you get out the car, now he blew. You uh, going to jail? He blew like a, a point one zero four or some shit because mm-hmm. they they showed on the when he went to the my nigga, you over, you gone. way over, you way over. I'm trying to think, like, anytime I've ever been stopped by the police, there's only been... I blew higher. Me and nigga, we done been there. (laughs) (laughs) We done been there. Nigga, anytime... 11 years ago. Anytime I ever got pulled over by the police, there was only one incident where where they did not... Where they took me out the car, cuffed me, and didn't take me to jail. But that nigga did take all the money I had on me. So, I mean, I felt like it was a... It was an even was his, exchange. Was your name Alonzo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nigga, I got stopped by two state troopers. Was he, with a, white, was he a training officer with a, a black guy with a white <laughs> a, a white rookie with him? I got stopped by two state troopers over off over off a uh, uh, six mile in Joseph Campo. I was come I <laughs> I was in some That's shit. It's a weird street, Joseph Campo. It is. It is. I stay away from it. <laughs> but I was over on six mile in Joseph Campo. I didn't have no tag on my car. Like not even a paper tag. I'm driving at night. Niggas flick me. I tried to jump off on 75 because I saw the niggas in my rear. What view. kind of car was this? I had my expedition at the time. I had no plates on that bitch. You thought I, you about to outrun the police? I'm telling you the story. Story time with Dame. Right. <laughs> Nigga, I see these niggas like four cars back. So I try and jump on 75 and just go completely out of the way from where I was initially trying to go to. I thought I was... Cool. Then I see a car jump over like four lanes. I'm like, it's them niggas. <laughs> so now I'm on 75 and I'm I'm flooring this shit. Cause yeah, it's the kidnappers. Because <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, in my mind, I can if I get off the freeway before these niggas, they can't fuck with me. I just want to point something out to you. Though. Go ahead, go ahead. I told you a similar story a couple years ago about me. Being hot as hell on the, on the, on the freeway, and I was doing the exact same thing, and you had mad jokes and tell me how this shit wasn't gonna work. <laughs> Come to find out, you didn't did the exact same nigga shit. same thing. I jumped over four lanes. I'm flooring on seventy five. <laughs> I see a car like speeding up behind me. I said, "Oh, it must be the police." These niggas probably followed me for like three more exits. And then they flicked me. And he's like, nigga, he's like, where were you going? <laughs> Away from you, nigga. <laughs> a straight line, nigga. <laughs> so I told him, I was like, man, I should have got off on six mile. And he was like, so you, we followed you for three exits. Like, where the fuck are you going? He's like, do you have warrants? And I was like, I mean. How <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to know? <laughs> I don't got this. No, nah, I, knew, I knew I had warrants. I don't got a laptop in my car like you. Nigga. <laughs> I knew I had warrants. So this is what fucked me up. And why they, so like. He was like, you got any warrants? I was like, yeah, I I think, I knew I had some shit for traffic. But like, just child support? <laughs> nah, it was just traffic at the time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got some traffic shit. He was like, all right, if it ain't nothing serious, we gonna let you go. 
But what I did, I grabbed for my phone when they told me to get out the car. And he thought I was grabbing. Like, the niggas just threw me out, threw me on the ground and cuffed me up. He's like, what the fuck was you grabbing at? I probably beat you the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what the fuck was you grabbing at? Where the pistol? I said, man, I was grabbing for my iPhone. And then they, you know, they had me sitting out there. On It was snowing on the car. He went through. I had... (laughs) I was my friend had a restaurant and I was working her restaurant that night because she was going to do something else. So she asked me. She had like a little carryout joint. I knew the menu. I knew how to cook. So I just did like two, three hours for her so she could go do whatever the fuck she was doing. So I had like her cash box. No, this nigga just robbed somebody. <laughs> this nigga just robbed the liquor store. And shit. I had her cash box for like twelve hundred bucks, and he took the money. Uh, that's the story you you sticking with? No, that that's is that is, is the actual story. So this is an elaborate rose, <laughs> <laughs> so he can explain to that old that yeah young lady. That's why you took her twelve hundred dollars. That that is the true story. The he nigga ran took into the Alonzo money. and Officer Hoyt. That nigga uh, took the money. Damn, the that's stimulus check. <laughs> I mean, nigga, I was I could have went to jail. I have I had like I still got a couple warrants, but I mean, he didn't take You're me an in. Adult, man, I don't get so what? <laughs> I got shit going shit. on, man. I got shit going on. Everybody. I got arrested 13 times in the last four years, man. I got shit going on. I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with a police officer. Yeah, well, I've, I've definitely had a few of those. I mean, it was something like I never indirectly, thought, but I never, never thought I was about to die. I mean, I've been tased twice on the side of the road, and I thought that might have that might have led to. But see, all of your interactions with the police are one hundred percent your fault. <laughs> Why can't it just be a black man in the no, right, it's your right, fault. wrong place at the at the wrong time? You, no one has that bad of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fine. I'm a upstanding law abiding. You did you do some wild <laughs> shit? Like, why would they tase you? Like, you told a story. You peed on yourself. Or something. I did. I lost. Like, I lost all my urine. <laughs> but think about this: if you a cop, right, and you tase people, and you see what it does to people, and leaves them incapacitated, if a nigga shoot a taser at you, you're not gonna be able to defend yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, even when do anyway, I'm not gonna go. When there. you go through, um, like the training for like. They tase you. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he knows. How they tase you? Yeah. yeah. Like when you, yeah. like, I think. It's part. It's I want to say tra- that's part of it. No, no, no. I, I know somebody that that's a, it's part of the training. They tase you. That's wild. I now, they, don't, they probably don't hit you with it like you going to hit a nigga <laughs> in the streets. But, like, they give so, you a little, did I drop a little that, joke. Did I drop that video on the group uh, of uh, that little the, the altercation that was in Greektown? No. Nah. So over the weekend, it was a, a situation in Greektown with a young lady. Um, she must. She was drunk. Clearly, she they down there fighting and shit. Police officer, white police officer, come up and you know trying to tell. Her, she hauls off sock the nigga mm. twice, and he pushed her down. He I, pushed yeah, her I hard. See, I've fuck. seen that video. I don't think you posted it, but I've seen it. Um, and then people was mad, right? And like, yo, he pushed her ass down. Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, listen, dog. We don't want niggas to get shot. We don't want you to tase people. Only thing you can get is these hands. Like, what else is left? Like, I'd rather you get I don't the want hands. people to do that shit, but, like, you can't also, like, hit a closed fist with a police officer. Fam, I mean, you can't that. swing on a police like, First off, you can't swing on me in general. Fuck being a police Like, you can't swing on me and, like, no, it's not happening. It just don't it just And don't it was, man, like, like you ain't had to do that. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> like, you're lucky it was a police officer or not, just a random nigga in the street. 
Yeah, because he would like. So what we want to do? Like we want. So should we give? Should the police have officers have like a third gun? So regular bullets, taser, and rubber bullets. So then they like. It's like any mini money mo when they go to they might pick the wrong. I don't think I don't think having rubber bullets is a bad thing. I mean, it's a non-lethal way to still that shit can kill you. Oh, I've, I've seen on the pictures. I've seen yeah. the pictures of the protesters getting hit with them. I'm straight. But I mean, but I rather I mean I rather you shoot a nigga in the chest with the rubber bullet than stop the heart. regular bullet. Yeah, and like that taser when you hit with the taser, then your whole body fall. Like you can just die from I hit my head wrong. You could, but I mean, you could. Rubber you could. buzzer, rubber bullet, or taser. Which one is the second option? Tase me. <laughs> Fuck that bullet. I, I would, I would say, look, nigga, I've been hit with a taser twice. Like, and my nigga, that's like it's. I've it's, been electrocuted not, a few times. I've been electrocuted once. I've never been electrocuted, but that taser ain't no hoe. We went through uh, when we did Tough Mudder. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. All the obstacles and shit. Like we under. Um, you the go through this. Fence. You go through this little barbed wire, and this ain't nothing but like electrical things down there. And they keep hitting you. At first, you try to go slow because you think you're gonna miss the bitches, and then they start hitting you. It's like <laughs> you're like fuck it. You just hurry up and go. And then the last one before you end, it's like uh, they just all down. And they say when you run through, just cover your ears because mm. like it really hurt when them little tiny extremities and shit. So it's it don't feel good. I wish I had like a similar story. Mine was just stupid, and I was a child. <laughs> we were uh, in Meyer, and um, I was with my mom. And you put my mom, a fork in a plug or something. Maybe. Some stupid shit. She like stopped touching stuff. I used to just put my fingers like on the railing and like make it look like my fingers was walking. And one of the little uh, middle parts was like lifted up, and I electrocuted myself. Oh, and, and my she mama, told you stop touching shit. I ain't say shit. She didn't know I got electrocuted. Just kept walking. <laughs> She would have beat your ass because I told you to stop, to stop touching shit. Uh, so y'all know that I'm not like a proponent for like the police and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's never been like I I be giving y'all advice to not talk. And if he wasn't talking to the police in this situation, he probably wouldn't have went to jail. Just don't stop. Just don't talk to the police. But that's neither here nor there. But I saw this one video um, that went around and everybody was mad at. I forget what city it was in. I think it may have been Florida. Um, somebody called in a store owner was like yo these kids fucking shit up in the store one of them got a gun it's five of them but one of them got a gun so dude pulls up guns drawn probably guns drawn told him like yo chill and he was like look hands up like he kept and like they kept moving like no like hey hey what are you doing like I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt one of y'all stop and they went through all this whole thing then the crowd gets up gets there or whatever they like listen don't listen to the crowd we cool i'm you know we we on the same page here one of y'all got it like i got a call one of y'all got a gun this is what we gotta do until backup gets here long story short they go back to the store they one of them had a bb gun they threw it in the bushes and shit so one of them had a bb gun or whatever but like they were so upset at the cop but i thought the cop handled the situation like the correct way he was respectful nope, to him. Nobody is going to be happy in these situations. Everybody's going to feel some. The cops went too far. Somebody like nobody does not. There's not going to be a happy medium, and that's because of the climate of the country right now and, and how people view the cops and police authority and all of that shit. But I get it. Like some shit is just fucking protocol. Like I, for me, I I just go back to my shit. I've been arrested before, and the cop was telling me like, "Look, I have to put you in cuffs." Because of A, B, and C. I don't, you know, when you for get out. For my own 
own safety. Yeah, for, I could for be, your safety and for my safety, I'm I'm putting you in handcuffs. This could be a regular traffic stop, and then at the the very last moment, you can fuck up and just want to attack me. Yeah, I've, this I, shit happens. I think I've only been I only been handcuffed once, and I didn't go to jail. I was uh, driving without a license when I was like seventeen, I want to say, and um, I was driving without a license. Luckily, I was around. I was just coming home. I was around the corner. From my uh, from my house, and it was my grandmother's car, and uh, he like just had to like I had a, a state ID, so he like ran that shit. But like while he was doing that, he handcuffed me and just like let me sit there. But then after that, he let me go. Man, I was so irritated the first time I got handcuffed. I, th- I think I, I may have said so. Nigga, I felt appalled. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I've I've been pulled over for this shit plenty of times. So, the my history teacher at Cass used to go to my church. And he told my mom, like, that I don't be involved. Like, I'm quiet. I don't be involved in this shit, right? Come oh, motherfucker. This is the house of the Lord. Mr. Hodges. Leave me the fuck alone. Mr. Leave me the fuck alone. So we in class one day, and the gang squad niggas walk in, and uh, they like, uh, is there a Jason Johnson here? And uh, <laughs> and I know there's two Jason Johnsons that go to the school. Right. Like, I'm like, this is probably a fucking mistake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they like, oh, it was Jason Johnson. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And then he came, he came to the front of the class. And during this time frame, I had my 360s going on. So I always kept a brush like right here because you got to get your brush action. So I wouldn't All put my brush. He was like, don't do that. Don't do that. And he was like, um, now see, I was embarrassed. So, so they see, this is what happens when you do things in the street and you think they stay in the street. And he turned me around and he put the cups on me. I'm thinking like to myself, like, fuck did I do? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying, I'm racking my brain. They took me in the motherfucking hallway and shit. So I'm like, hey, I think this is a officer. <laughs> this is a misunderstanding. <laughs> officer, it's a misunderstanding. I think this is a misunderstanding. They it's like two different Jason Johnsons that that they go here. They bust out laughing and shit. I'm like, no, I, I'm I'm for real. There was who's like, no, nah, man, Mr. Hodges put it up to this man. Uh, can you can you fake cry? <laughs> no, I'm I can't fake cry. Pissed. So I don't participate in class. This is not the class participation that you want out of me and shit. I'm a quiet motherfucker in class. Like these niggas looking at me like I'm fucking. I'd have had some words for that nigga at Sunday service. Yeah, and my mom, bless her. Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't yeah. nice. But that was the first. I mean, I've been fuck a couple. Mr. Hodges. It would have been a fucking scene in that school if that was me. <laughs> Mr. Hodges was home. It would have been wash up in him. Put it like, Sorry, well, well I can't. The high school I went to, it's only two high schools in Flint, ain't it? That's that's like now, but it used to be like six when I was in high school. Okay, but I went to um, Northwestern High School, and when I tell you that shit was like, uh, like a like a literal movie, like some some East Side High shit. We, we was I seen I seen the wildest shit. I, I got stories from that school that I don't tell people who never been to Flint or never like really experienced it because you wouldn't believe me. You would think I was lying. Like if if a police officer would have pulled somebody out of class, we would have beat the shit out of him. Like and, that, and that's just what it is. That's just how it was back then. Sound like Dixon. It goes down to Flint. It goes it goes down in town. My middle school was like that. It wasn't the high school. <laughs> you always say that shit. You always say that your middle school was rough. That shit was wild. Um, oh, yeah. My, my middle school was rough, too. Homes. Shouldn't have been. Homes. Um, so, tensions are high. You know what I'm saying? Black Lives Matter, the whole nine yards. And then... Um, you see the Black Lives Matter the sign they put downtown? I saw. All power to the people? Yeah. 
I'll be honest, uh, y'all can miss me with a lot of this shit. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about the syrup. I don't care about the goddamn rice. I don't care about y'all painting shit in the street. Until y'all fix a jury of y'all peers and, like, somebody actually go to jail for the crimes and laws that we actually already got on the books, you should straight. You can do all that window dressing. Nigga, we got a Martin Luther King Jr. school and street. That don't like all this window dressing and shit is like fuck out of here. All these companies and I feel like it's a little pandering. Like that, I mean, I I get the gesture behind it, but like putting all po- power to the people in the middle, of, like right in front of Quick and Loans, like it don't it. That's that's cute. It don't do nothing for me. It don't do nothing for it's me. It's something I've been struggling with this week. I because... still have on the shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> it it don't do nothing for me. It's been a struggle this week because like. Big picture, like these are all the things that we wanted. Like we wanted the whole world to wake up. We wanted the cities to wake up and everybody to be actively fighting towards the same goal. This shit right now just seems fake though. Yeah, I want people to wake up, but I want something real behind it. Like I feel like this shit is like the Rona. Like it's it's a hot button topic right now, but three months from now, this shit going to be blown the fuck over. Niggas acting like Rona don't exist no more and... I don't want to look up in October and Black Lives Matter was like the fad for the summer. Did y'all see this shit? That was like in this little graph thing. No. That was like in March, the 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 coronavirus was real small, but like the fear of coronavirus was like extremely high. Like right now, coronavirus is really high, but the fear of it that shit is getting smaller. Like yeah. we we it should be the exact opposite. No, but but that's that's just how news cycles and how shit works. We we be all in yeah. and then the shit shift and it doesn't have the same effect. Like, to how us much no of more. that do you attribute to people's attention span? I know niggas that died from like, that I, shit. I, so I, I mean I, that shit's still real to me. Like I remember in school when you first learned about STDs, everybody had condoms. Niggas just had condoms in their backpack just to say they had condoms. When you get older, you forget about this shit. I mean when you We all watch that STD slide when in, you get a, a ticket, fucking health class. Look, when you get a ticket, nigga, the next day you be driving by on the speed limit. Nigga, day two. <laughs> <laughs> Catch nigga, me in traffic. A, nigga, this shit a suggestion. It's not like <laughs> it's not like the something for real. Yeah. But um you know, I'm starting to I'm starting to not like my favorite app, dog. Uh, What's that? Okay, but let me ask you this though: Do you actually mute words? I do. I got about and people like a like hundred at least a hundred words. It's this one girl that 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 everybody friends with, and they they retweet her on my timeline all the time. So I had to mute her. I probably because I don't or mute. like I I I I don't I don't like her. You don't like? I don't like her thoughts, her opinions. It's a lot of nothing. It's a lot of them that used to pop up on my timeline. But and I prefer not to like engage or say something mean or something. You know what I'm saying? I just just remove myself. Like I don't like your point of view on damn near anything, and it's so childish. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 unfortunate. Is her point of view childish? The whole thing. It's so it's so so the whole thing. What I've been noticing, and I could be biased, but like if you like under thirty, it's the under thirty Twitter. From like 24 to 30 who have the post of the everything and like this is who everyone's listening to but what y'all said is like it's, stupid it's, it's not that it's stupid it's like it's misguided and like y'all really fucking shit up like y'all the ones are leading the protests and everything like that like yes we should protest but some of this shit that y'all doing like it's kind of productive and y'all not thinking 
like what's the next step after this right like i'd be seeing so much wild shit and so right now it's black men versus black women somehow it, it always it no matter what like we can be talking about the nba finals and I it's gonna be like black men ain't shit and black women y'all need to do this uh, it's always you, you, black you know what you know women. what i feel like kind of snowballed that shit that old girl dropping that video about fixing plates i feel like that was like the no it was going the on small that, snowball yeah. and then that bitch rolled down the hill and they only doing that shit because it's about to be father's day but this month and anything that they can do to discredit father's day like I really watch certain shit on the timeline and it gets steam and give I'm who do you really care? Like when you when you you don't even care. I don't understand why you are so involved in a conversation you don't care about. You don't got a man. You not fixing nobody fucking plate. So like what like what ain't never had a man. Your so daddy left your mama before before never, never shit got thick. Before. So that's why I mute words and mute people because. We all in this giant social experiment. Like I know, <laughs> like because they got Detroit Twitter. Like, in real, like what's trending in Detroit? Mm-hmm. Like, so I know based off of what you tweet and how many people you reach out to and retweet. Like, we know what the tweets about. So I'm gonna put something in front of you that I know off of research that you gonna fucking react to. And like somehow every six months that plate that fix your plate shit two hundred dollars the two hundred dollar dates the can your woman make more money than you can you like who bows the that shit keep coming back but this what i'm tired I'm not of spending two hundred dollars on the first date i want you to fix my plate not because i care how it looks about in front of my family just because i'm a lazy nigga and i don't want to get up and do it my fucking self that's it all right i'm younger than y'all so uh, Thanks for putting women, that out there, Jim. Thanks lot of, for putting that out I'm there. I'm just saying, I'm not going to say how much <laughs> younger I am, but a lot of women in my age range can't fucking cook. So I ain't worried about my plate getting fixed nowhere. <laughs> unless you're going to uh, unbox some shit and sit on a plate for me. <laughs> nigga, a lot of women in our age range can't cook neither, my niggas. It's, 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 a, it's a hard game out here, June. It's a hard game for old niggas. Is it a lot or is it some? It's a lot. It's, I'm talking about in our age oh. range. Is it a lot or is it some? Nigga, I run into women 35 plus that just can't cook. I I, I do. I have. I, I just have. I just have. I can probably count on one hand, like in my entire dating experience, excluding my ex, ex-wife, like maybe only four or five chicks has ever cooked for me. Now, they quick to order carry out. Somebody will door dash me something. But like, nigga, a home cooked meal? Get the fuck out of here. It's an anomaly. It's an, an anomaly, well, my nigga. you have to have a home to do a home cooking. I have a home. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I mean, like the, the girls you date, you got to have a home. <laughs> I don't date bitches from the shelter. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, my nigga, to have, well, and maybe, be, all right, it's probably me. It's probably I don't have that experience. I mean, I don't. I'm be, clearly, there's some hoes that just can't cook or yeah. don't cook. You know and what I'm saying? And probably some of it is me. Like, I don't always be like the most pristine candidate for you know <laughs> for baptism so, i mean you know who, who gonna cook who gonna cook a meal for me you know what did i do to deserve that shit probably much of shit <laughs> that's some funny shit <laughs> uh but i what i look while we fighting injustice in the whole nine yards like i'm so tired of the black man versus the black woman and then the black man the black like Okay, now it's black because black men are the white supremacist of the LBGTQ shit. Like, they, we got black the, supremacists. 
the what's the nigga name? Uh, the popular nigga who had the tuxedo dress, Billy something. Billy Porter. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like that shit really irritated the fuck out of me. Now you can t- listen. Everybody needs to be a little bit more tolerant, or whatever. But to call your people the white supremacists. Of the black, like fam, we not white. Don't fucking compare me to no fucking white supremacist. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I I don't think that sometimes the perception is that like black men are vocal about, you know, like the black trans community, gay, lesbian thing, things of that nature. I don't think that sometimes we come across that vocal. But like for me, I'm all for black people now. Whatever you choose, whoever you choose to fuck behind closed doors, as long as it ain't kids or animals, I don't give a fuck. Like, um, I felt like Firco, oh, Mr. Wallace. <laughs> Why would you say we the black supremacist? Like, uh, white sup- like, nigga, do I have a system that can make you not get your, your house in this particular area? Can I keep you out of school? But, but can I'm I not, keep your children? I'm, like, I'm no. not a gay black man, so I don't know, like, the, their plight do or that feeling. Do people have a system to keep anybody out of a schooling, out of a district, out of banking, out of anything? No. Compare that no, shit but to you can be else. discriminatory in other ways. But Explain the, to me but how it can be discriminatory to on the level of white supremacy. But check this out, though. No. When you want to incorporate systems and, and uh, tools of oppression, you you got to take in consideration that the black woman is the most educated group. Like and I, like, if you look at like the tier, I guess if you want to do it financially, if you want to just uh, your own opinion of what's stable, the black man is low on that on that totem pole. So I'm like, what is it about me that's oppressing you? Like I don't get, I don't get it. I just simply don't get it. I I get the like people in general need to be more tolerant, and Black Lives Matter should include all those. You know what I'm saying? But don't compare us to no fucking white supremacy. That's like every, like you said that shit to get a reaction. You want to think of the most worst possible shit that you can think of. That's why niggas always throw Hitler name out of there. Oh, so are you saying such and such? Like fuck out of here with that shit. That's why everybody always compare everything to slavery. Like get a new fucking analogy. Don't fucking know. Or maybe like I'm, I'm not a gay black man. I don't know how he feels or how or or his perception or his experiences. Maybe that's feelings, you know, not facts. I mean, feelings aren't real. Feelings aren't real. Feelings they, aren't facts. They only all, real to you. Always remember, it's the difference between facts and the truth. That, Two completely different things. One hundred percent. Um. So, J Cole released a song called snow on the bluff and then uh black feminist twitter went crazy and explained how black men ain't shit again and that j cole was telling women to be quiet and teach me or some shit like that so the young lady everybody assumed that he was talking about uh, a rapper named no name right um and she came back and responded rapper oh she can she can rap Yes, yeah, rapper. Can. So, J. Cole, who makes music and raps for a living, another rapper said some things that he felt like responding to, and he made a song about it because that's how he expresses himself. And everybody made it seem like he went and found some random tweeter and just attacked her. If you listen to the song, there's nothing about the song that's attacking. He basically said, Yo, I feel like the quote unquote black community have lifted me up and put me in some 
activist god mode and hey fam i'm not really that you know what i'm saying He's not at all like i i be supporting i'm not an activist i don't read every single book i think a lot and i came across somebody who tweet who real real smart and she seemed like she got everything together and shit sometimes i feel like she be talking about me the tweets is directed to me because they were she called out allegedly she called out Kendrick and J. Cole because where are they at doing all this? <laughs> Where's Ja Rule? Whatever. <laughs> and she was like, and he was like, yo, I'll be honest, man. Some of the tones of and then this is where I think he started using you and and like in a general sense. And it wasn't about a particular person any longer. But like when you go online and everybody who got all the knowledge and shit, it just seems so condescending. Like, y'all niggas dumb. Y'all don't know that the government doing this or you don't know that this. Like, fam, before you knew it, you was ignorant too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if y'all really got, in general, like, if you really got a message you want people to to learn and everything, like, why don't y'all, why don't you kind of adjust your approach? Because I'm trying to learn too, but it seemed like you mad at me. You know what I'm saying? So I expressed myself in the music and now somehow... J. Cole said black like women a got right J. Now. Cole said black women gotta hold the black man hand and walk him through this shit again. And then the one quote that pissed me the fuck off. But if that's how y'all think, that's how y'all think. Black women Queen ain't nothing but bitch in a head wrap. So you can't call a woman a queen, or it's like calling them a bitch. In a head wrap. I didn't know that was a thing. You know what I'm saying? If that's if that's how people feel, fine. I won't say it. You know what I'm saying? But like, right, like I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. Let me unbox something right now, cause I feel a way about that, like that king and queen shit. For me, like sometimes when I hear it, the shit feels condescending. It is. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's like condescending as fuck. I don't I don't like that shit. What you mean? Like like people that say it or overuse it. If you remember we used to work with somebody and Precious Angel was his thing. Yeah, it sounds nice and it's but how it's used was condescending as fuck. When he'd be like, Oh, precious angel, like stupid bitch is pretty much what it's saying. <laughs> and I don't like that king and queen shit. So when they like, say so, peace king, you think he be No, 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 not 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 in that like that's that's a that's an exchange of that's a loving exchange. You know what I'm saying? That's that's brotherly, but like Come on, Queen. Like that shit. I shut up, bitch. I 100 use yeah. Queen sarcastically. Yeah, because I want to address you as what you are in that moment. I don't. <laughs> I, don't uh, I mean, I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing. I, it is. It is. Like June, think, I'm I'm right there I with think, you because I, I, I don't think like that's this under shit. thirty Twitter. If I'm being honest, because like we like don't, y'all t- y'all t- I mean they take word like Hotep. Hotep now, has transformed a into word. a bad thing. Oh, hotep ass nigga. Like it mean peace. Like you know what I'm saying. It, it does. Now but you like, took a good word and made that shit bad, and then you get mad at niggas trying taking a bad word trying to make a good. It it does it does mean that in this inception, but like how how we love Doctor Umar. Like, but now niggas throw hotep with Doctor Umar, and it it he's become a caricature of himself of what Dr. he truly. Umar. I do too. But like when you see the no context Doctor Umar, like. <laughs> That's the caricature. That's still, that's what niggas be like, that hotep ass nigga. That's what they referring to. 
For the record, I do still like Dr. Umar. I love Dr. Umar. I hope he get this school open. Now, nah, Gurney, I done gave a nigga uh, who's been this a few times, okay? That don't That's still mean my nothing. Guy. That's still my guy. I love Dr. Nothing. Umar. I'm sticking with my peoples. I want to open up this school so when, y'all can shut up. When they need help, when they t- when shit hits the fan. You haven't donated to the good doctor, though. I have not okay. donated financially, but I have donated with knowledge and information. <laughs> I bought a book. I went and saw him speak. I want to see. I actually, I actually drew him a picture and it's autographed in my apartment. But that's what's up. That's what's up. I just don't like this whole idea that. So they was like, "Yo, you didn't read the room because women are getting found dead and getting beat up and all this shit, and you can't say nothing about about a black woman. You a hotel? But yes, you can. You can though. You can say shit bad about people. (laughs) Black women aren't exempt from the list. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And it doesn't make you a terrible person because you express an opinion. You can say bad shit about black men, about black women. Has there been a time in history where black men wasn't being killed and targeted? No, not never. So don't never say shit about a black man because it's not the time. If if that's going to be the precedent you set, like, yo, too much shit is going on with black women. You can't speak about black women at the time. Well, nigga, we shouldn't talk about black people in general because we've been under attack from different angles and everybody think they struggle is more important than the other, but we all getting attacked. So how about we just don't talk shit about each other, period? So I think that probably would fix everything. This is my thing right here with woke people. I hate woke people. I hate the term. I hate the term. I hate all of it because it's like... Take your ass to Okay, this is, this is what I say, and this is like why I haven't watched none of them videos. I don't care what the fuck it is. If I know it's about harm to somebody of my color, my my people, I can't I can't watch it. So it's a James Baldwin quote. I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember word for word, but it's basically saying that um to be uh black in America and relatively conscious is to be infuriated at all times. I'm like, this is where I live at. You get what I'm saying? So when I see people getting a half truth and then making up the rest of it for themselves and their own narrative. So you can say shit like, you know, how unprotected the black woman is, which is a half truth. The other half of the truth is who the fuck is doing it? Because if you knew more, you will understand that ain't us. The same people who plotting (laughs) on their downfall is plotting on our downfall. A black man. Black man. <laughs> that look. I mean, we have a black woman in the room. Would you like to interject? <laughs> Those eyes. <laughs> um, listen, man. I don't got nothing but love for our black women. We say on this shit all the time. The black woman is God. We wouldn't be here without them. You know what I'm saying? So it's always gonna be all love. I just want to stop fighting, fam. I don't want to fight no more. Like I don't want to fight. I, I wish there was a way, like, not fight, like, we can disagree. <laughs> but you know how, like, you you got a brother, you and your brother fight. But your mom was like, don't y'all fight in front of company. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like right now with the with the eyes on the world on us, like, we can't fight in front of company. Now, yeah, when it's, when it's us privately, yeah, we got our issues. We got shit we need to work upon. We got shit we need to hammer out. Shit ain't always going to be copacetic. And we can, we can, you know banter you know husband and wives fight that don't mean they don't love each other but every now and again your mom and your daddy gonna have a little little spat about something and that's fine but they're not doing it on the front porch in front of the neighbors and some of that fighting needs to be in-house unfortunately twitter 
Instagram, Facebook push that shit out in the public and it's not in-house. Yes, there are issues between black men and black women and that's fine. We love each other and sometimes it's going to be fights. But like with the eyes of white America watching us, like we shouldn't be infighting right now into the extreme that we sometimes go to with some of those fights. That's all. I also do like, and we can move on to something after this, man. It's like, I hate how we act like we don't understand nuance unless it's wanted for our situation and our cause. So I can get up here and say, all black women ain't shit or all black men do this and it'd be perfectly fine. But the second somebody say all black men, I mean, all black people do something. It's like, no, that wasn't all black people. You can't judge such. It's the same shit that we do with the police. It's the same shit that white folks do with us. It's like, we understand nuance when it comes to us. We want the empathy for us, but in everybody other situation, it's always black and white. It's like, no, and that's not fair. We got to we, we gotta be careful what we ask for, because once we set a precedent, it's going to be like that across the board. Absolutely. So we just got to be careful with that shit. But the mouthpiece will always set the precedent. And unfortunately, like that's, that's just what it is. Uh, the majority will always set the precedent. Yeah. Anywho, man, this is Juneteenth. We do got freedom. We got the homie Joan in here, and we just want to talk about some black shit. You know what I'm saying? Black excellence, um, black art, black, black youth, the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? We got the trifecta in here. Yeah, man. Joan, I'll be honest, dog, I, I'm, and I'm going to say it. I didn't know you was an artist until, and I've been following you for years, and I didn't know you was an artist to like, I think it was Cheyenne had initially introduced us, and then I kind of like put two and two together. So, I mean, this always been you know, just just the love and what you've always done. Yeah, man, this is like the only thing I've ever wanted to do in my life. Like since I was I started drawing when I was six years old. And like I remember in school we would take uh, it was called the EDP, the edu- educational development plan. And it would basically give you you take this test and it would give you what you uh, want to be career in life. Paths. Yeah. And it was 20 career paths. I would say 18 out of the 20 was art related. Okay. Because that's just always who I've been. The okay. kid drawing in class all day. That's dope. Um, I don't know where you came from. You just came out of nowhere <laughs> one day and shit. Uh, I think it was on the uh, the Connected Experience podcast one day. And then, like, after that week, I just, I just, you just popped up on Twitter and shit. I'm like, oh, I guess I have seen this fucking name around and shit. Then I'm like, oh, shit, that's John. And then I'm like, damn, not a nigga just always. Like yeah, now I always see one, You know, when you see a car, you get a car, now you see that fucking car everywhere and shit. Um, so I'm like, damn, where this nigga come from all of a sudden? And then now you like you fucking everywhere. June shit. family now. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um and I didn't listen to the connected experience episode on purpose because I figured like I'm gonna bring him in here and I didn't want I didn't want to hear the background story because yeah. it it tainted. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I, I used to be nice in art. <laughs> Likewise. I was. I'm like, still cold. You know, I went I went to cast, commercial arts was my shit, but I let people like Tell me I was gonna be like a starving artist. You know, you know, when you young and you don't know the shit, you know, don't go to school and get a get a real degree or be something and and that was just like drilled in my head, like nigga, I'ma draw and I'm gonna be poor. <laughs> and I need to do something else. So I ended up just being poor as fuck doing what <laughs> other people told me to do. I tell you one of the worst things that used to happen, what I used to hate. Cause I started drawing because everybody in my family can draw and or paint, um, except my mom. 
um, like on my dad's side of the family, and even her, her side, all her sisters, they sculpt, paint, the whole, everybody. Yeah, I still paint every now and again. My mom was the only person who could, which was wild. But, you know, we I started, like, you know, drawing um, every Disney character because we had every Disney VHS, you know what I'm saying, and comic books and shit like that. But that's what I used to like doing, but everybody was like, well, you should draw, and uh, you could be an architect. And, like, I ain't want to draw houses. That shit seemed boring <laughs> as fuck. But it seemed like every time you f- somebody found out that you can draw, it's like, oh, shit, you could be an architect. And I think that shit probably killed a whole bunch of motherfuckers' dreams. Did you hear that? Yeah, I actually had, um, I want to say I was in the fourth grade. Um, one of my teachers, her dad was an architect, and she brought him in to meet me. Mm. And then I was like, that's I want to do this shit. But yeah, but I had a lot of people tell me a lot of different um, ways to, I guess, make money in art. But the I would say the biggest influence on my art career, other than my uncle, um, I had a teacher in the third grade named Miss McGinnis. Um, she just sat me down one day and asked me, like, you know, like you draw all like that was the only thing I did was draw and write. And she was like, what do you want to do with it? And I'm in the third grade. I'm like, I don't know. I just want to draw and get paid for it. She was like, nobody's done that since Basquiat. I'm like, well, who the hell is Basquiat? So then she taught me who Basquiat was. And then after that, it was just like, this is, it was really the only thing I wanted to do. It was other things I did. Like when I went to college and stuff, that wasn't my first major, but uh, it was the only thing I ever really wanted to do. Mm. Um, what'd your uncle do? How, did, well, how was that influence? When I was six years old, my brother, my brother's five years older than me and he could draw real good at this age. So he, so he was 11. And um, so I had another uncle named, uh, this is my uncle Pat, the one who um, had like the biggest influence on me. But I had another uncle named Orpheus and the, the, the nigga. What like, year he was born in? <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> the name, the name fit him. I can say that the name fit him. So he was That's like. That's an the, old testament. Hey, he, was, he was the first person I ever seen like shading when he was drawing and yeah. stuff like that. So it was, so he was teaching my brother. You know how to shade. I'm young. I just want to be like my brother. I want to be nice. like everybody else. So so I would like trace over my brother's shit and he would get mad at me and all this other stuff. So my uncle, so I drew this one picture. I still got the first picture I ever drew in my life. It's framed in my house. But my uncle was like, you like drawing? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. He left. He came back with like 10 art pads and like 50 pencils. And, and that was it. Yeah, that's dope. That was like the first thing I was ever really interested in. Man, I remember uh, first time I made a couple of dollars. Y'all remember when the movie Trespass came out? Yeah, yeah. Um, I drew um, the poster art for Trespass at Ice Cube. And it had like, I know it had Ice Cube face on. I think it had Ice T, and it was somebody else's face. You know what I'm saying? And I drew that shit in um, like third grade. Somebody like, man, that's dope, man. You should let me, you should draw me one. I'm like, all right. And I traced what I already drew. And I, I did like seven of them bitches. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it ain't cheap. Like, you know, you can't really, you can't, tracing is bad. You feel me? You can't pass shit that you traced up. But if I drew the original, it don't count because it's mine. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Man, I start getting them bitches off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, I, st- I wish I had that shit still. I start getting them motherfuckers off. I make a little extra cash. I drew a few niggas' Letterman's jackets like back in high school. I did a couple. Did a couple niggas jackets and shit. But so, I, mean, I drew. It's crazy how many. But I felt like I. I drew a lot of people tattoos. Like uh, I can't even give you a number. Like yeah. I, I was like I for a long time I was the only person people knew who knew how to draw. 
So like I like I can't tell you how many tattoos I've drawn. I can't tell you how many logos I've done. Like I was at um it was like these big basketball games going on in Flint and I'm sitting at the court and I'm just looking around like it's probably about 15 people with like different t-shirts that got logos on it that I made. That shit was a trip. Man, I didn't even think about it until you just mentioned like the Letterman's, like um, how much art and creativity was on the back of all those Letterman's. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? I, f- I felt like I under... So I remember one nigga in particular, my nigga Marlon, I did his Letterman jacket. Dark like, skin Marlon? Yeah. Yeah, I did his shit. And I, and I remember when he came to school with that shit, I was like, nigga, I... I felt like I, I I I didn't charge that nigga enough once I seen it on the back of the jacket. <laughs> you know, you owe me an extra fifty because that shit came out cold. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Um, so like I didn't um, so start my drawing. I started with pencils, mm-hmm. and I, maybe I colored that shit in with some color pencils or some shit. And I didn't get into like uh like charcoal until. What ninth, tenth grade, tenth grade at Cash? Yeah, one yeah. of them got into a little bit of charcoal, and um, then I left Cash. And um, Cody was less not, artistic. It was <laughs> I, my art teacher was legitimately crazy. You my, know what I'm saying? Mine too. Like legitimately crazy. Like she when she was not she was legitimately crazy. And my my dad had to come up there. I'm like you you got to see what I'm talking about. Like because you don't believe me. I can relate. I got D's in art. I got all D's in art. My favorite picture that I got. I still got to this day. That motherfucker got a C plus on the back of that bitch. I got but this, I can't even I can't even like really tell you how that shit fucked up my GPA too, which really made me mad. I had a three point eight all throughout high school and the only reason I had a 3.8 was because I walked to school and I'm like if I gotta walk to school I'm gonna get there when I get there so I couldn't get an A in my first hour period because I used to miss it all the time and I got a B but she used to give me D's and that shit brought down my GPA I was mad as hell when I thought when I thought when I think about that shit like fam how you give somebody like a bad grade on art in my art because it's an opinion and you know like the little uh showcase of like what the that shit was all mine like all that shit in there was mine but I still got a D. Like this whole, oh, yeah, I think you could do better. You can do this like family. How? 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 <laughs> Show me what an A looks like, bitch. Because like ba- <laughs> back then, like. You're I taking mean, me to a dark place, June. How? Yeah. The only How? thing I remember them angers ever teaching me was, you know, they'll give you a picture or whatever. And then they'll do the the graph. Of, they break down the lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, look, just draw this box. Draw this box. And then. When you finish, nigga, you got the whole Man, picture. Best and it thing, just teach you. That's the only thing I learned at Cody. Best thing I ever <laughs> learned in art was one of my art teachers showed us how to make a bong out of an apple in class. Mr. Willard? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga showed us how to make a crazy. bong I, I out of a fucking apple. I didn't learn. Best shit I ever shit, learned. I, didn't, or, I ain't learned shit in, in art class or art school. I ain't learned shit. I didn't even do shit. Like, I just was doing what I already knew how to do. Like, like I remember I had this art class and we was learning... Uh, illustrator man everybody in there was like struggling like struggling struggling it was one guy in there he was older and um he killing every assignment killing every assignment to the point that he was helping the teacher help us so we like we went up to him at the class like man like how he was like oh no i've been doing this for 20 years i'm just here to get my degree Mm. i'm like man i'm dropping the fuck out and i dropped out of college Mm. i dropped out of art school to pursue art that's crazy, and it's been working ever since. Kanye, ever since Kanye level. <laughs> um, so, but clearly, you know what? No, not to cut you off, but sometimes 
You know, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they was talking about like when you're young and you focus, you have a different level of belief and, you know, drive behind that shit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us falter because we don't have we don't know what we want to do. We don't have that focus. You know, some niggas grow up because they know they want to be lawyers. So they they move their life in a certain way. You knew you wanted to be an artist. So it was a different focus behind Mm -hmm. it. Like you didn't like some shit. You just don't need school to get behind you know, you just need to drive in the wheel and you got to fucking do it. That's all. Yeah, that's that's really what it boils down to. Um, so clearly you do you did pencils. How, when did you start painting? This is gonna sound crazy. I didn't start painting I would say until like two thousand fifteen. Like I never painted a thing. The first thing the first thing I painted, I bought some canvases and I literally just like I'm like, I've never painted a day in my life. And I just painted on it. And I'm like, this is stupid. The next thing I painted was a mural. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think, I don't know, I did like three or four different paintings. I still got one. I mean, like in water painting and shit like that. We that Painting with a twist shit don't, for me, that shit don't count. Um, <laughs> I got kicked out of paint with a twist last time I went. But like, so... <laughs> So you just taught yourself like how to shade, how to how to mix, like how did that how that go about? Yeah, man. When I when I was young, man, um, I don't like calling myself like or my past like I was poor and shit like that. I just don't like the word. But like I used to have the only thing I had I had a box of pencils, and and like my um my dad used to give me computer paper. Yeah. So I just had a box of pencils and just like unlimited computer paper. So um, I had a pocket knife my granddad gave me. I used to shave that bitch down because I didn't have a pencil sharpener. And I used to just sit in front of the mirror and draw myself, draw myself, draw myself. And then um, I'm, I used to use my finger to make shading and stuff like that. Then I moved and I started using like uh, tissue. And I just did that for the, I got, I guess it's a lot of shit that people see of mine. I'm like, I did that shit like with a, a, sh- yeah. a hand sharpened pencil and a piece of tissue. Like when you find out that shade and shit, like you mean I can get a nigga yeah, a fade? This, this, this <laughs> then you know you bought them little. Yeah, I got paper. Stumps. Yeah, 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 stumps. Yeah. I I got hella supplies now. I barely use them, but because it's what I'm used to. Like I didn't I didn't start like I told you I started painting in 2015. I didn't start using like different like graph like um like tones of pencils like the HB two. I didn't start using that shit to like 2000. I would say. 13 or 14 like it was just straight mechanical pencil and hands the mechanical the the the, yep. the big <clears throat> joint mm-hmm. them digits i couldn't i i think i applied too much pressure them bitches always break yeah i write light as fuck like i write and draw like light as hell and then it's just like i do it and i just got time so i used to do this shit at work i sketch some shit out and i just keep going over keep going over keep going over and that's how i added like gradient and uh value and different stuff like that you do you think you got a um a style? No, I don't think I do cuz I like like when I was telling like it's so many different things I've done and nobody like people assume I do certain stuff just because it's like this is in Flint or some shit like that so he probably did it. But like I can tell you like a ton of shit I've done and you wouldn't be able to tell. Hmm. Like um I always mention this uh Kanye West quote uh, somebody asked, some, uh, so Ludacris stand up. They told somebody told Kanye West, "I didn't know you did that beat." 
And Kanye West got mad as hell and was like, if you hear a hard beat, you should just assume I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. You, do you do any drawing with pens? Nah. No, I do. Yeah, I was never, I was never a fan of pens because I used to, like, I haven't, like, it's funny because I told you about, like, the mechanical pencils and shit. I never use it. Like, I felt like it was to a point where I felt like if I erase something, I did, like, I should just start the fuck over. So, um, but, like, the pens is, like, a big commitment. I never really worked with the pen. I'm like, and plus, my hand was always on, like, I, I would smudge, like, yeah. uh, I'm like, nah, I don't really like the pens. You're a lefty? I'm a righty. Okay. I, when I got to Cass, like, niggas used to be in the gym on the in the um on the bleachers i used to see niggas drawing like when i asked you about style because like some people had like i didn't i didn't know what the style was and i just just try to borrow everybody's shit <laughs> they had like a messy style mm. um I, I wish i can explain it different it's like it would be real mess all I, the I get, what, I get what you're saying you know what all, i'm saying all the art niggas would draw messy as shit yeah i'm like dog but it looked dope as fuck i'm like let me try that shit then i seen niggas drawing with p i'm like dog you then I'm like, let me start with pens, right? Because if I can get my shading with an ink pen, then I'm I'm cold with a pencil. Then, but you know what's funny? That's all. That was always like a drive for me because I'm like, I don't have a specific style, and yeah. I wanted my own. When I was in middle school, it was a dude named Deshaun Leverett. He like, it was he used to draw like people's names and shit. We used to both just draw each other name like stuff like that. But his like you like oh that's Desh- like Deshaun, that's Deshaun did that shit and yeah. man and like he's st- I still got the shitty Jumi from middle school but like and he used to be like man can you do mine can you do mine I'm like man your shit way better than mine like but it was but he had like a distinct style and I never had one and that shit used to always like piss me off I'm like damn I want some shit like you know I did this shit so you always wanted to do this shit for money like when did you make some money doing this shit like. Uh, very early actually. My, that same uncle, my uncle, man. I I don't I don't know. I was always that kid that like people believed in for some reason. Like when I was in school, like, I could talk my way out of anything. Like just teachers <laughs> was always like, like it was time I was supposed to get kicked out of school, just different shit like that, and it didn't happen. They just I don't know why they just believed in me. But my uncle believed in me, and he used to be like, um, like if he he knew if he told me like I want you to do like partner in this business and do this, then I wasn't gonna do it because I was just a kid. I want to do, do kid shit, but he'd be like, "Hey, hey nephew, can you do this?" And I would do it, and he'd put it on a shirt and sell it. Mm. So um, so like shit like that, and then I would say when I was like f- probably like fourteen, that's when I started like drawing people tattoos and shit. So um. When did you go from like, all right, I can draw, I can paint, I'm doing some tattoos, do some t-shirts, but like, I want to do some gallery shit. Like, I want to have a show. I'll give you the exact moment. So, um, okay, so I told you the first thing I painted was like literally bullshit. The second thing I ever painted was a mural, right? The third thing I ever painted is probably like one of the most viral things I've ever done. I just drew uh, Huey and Riley from the Boondocks. And uh, it's a scene where um, they both got, like, guns drawn on each other. But I put a gun in Riley's hand, and I put a pencil in, um, in Huey's hands. And it was the pen is mightier than a sword. 
and I just put it on Tumblr. And I like I don't Tumblr on, goes like crazy. Stupid. I don't even I don't even like be on Tumblr, but it was yeah. just like I was just putting on all whatever platform I had. <laughs> just putting like, it out there. It'd be like seventy nine thousand um whatever the Tumblr shit yeah, is. Yeah, they notes. So um so like I don't since I don't be on it and I don't have like notifications on my phone. So like I have to open up an app to see what's going on. So I um one day I just opened up Tumblr like I ain't been on here in a minute and I opened it up. And it was just like going stupid. I'm like, hold up, what is this? And I look at it, and it was that picture I uploaded. It had like nine thousand notes. And then um, people was like commenting, like, how can I buy? How can I buy? How can I buy? I'm like, oh shit. So um, a guy inboxed me on um, Instagram, and he was like, how much do you want for that? And I was just, it's like a little ten by. It was two ten by tens put together. I'm like, man, four hundred dollars. And he like, what's your PayPal? I'm like, it's my PayPal. He sent that shit. How fast can you ship it? And I got the fuck up. <laughs> got up so right fast. now. Right up so fast. Granddad, <laughs> fucking uh, Gangs Delicious, all I'm, that shit. I'm like, man, this shit took me about an hour and a half. I'm like, dog, I make $400 an hour. <laughs> that's cold. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw, I was like, oh, some shit possible. Like some shit really possible with this. So what was you? So after you draw a paint, like what you do with the stuff? You give it away? You just keep it? Is it like in you got a bedroom with a a, a, a lot of shit in it? I'm gonna be honest. I got a lot of um like I have a pantry, but it's just literally all art and um like things I've done, my supplies and stuff like that. But for the most part, if I paint something and I like post it, as soon as I post it, my shit flooded. I don't have a lot of shit that I've done. Oh, could be buying it. Yeah, be gone. Like, like I don't need that's and that's one of the reasons I don't post like progress pics because I like post like halfway done and somebody be like, man, when you done, I want. It. I'm like, damn, I kind of want to enjoy it for a little bit because I do shit for me. Like I do, um, I do commission work, I do logos, I do all type of designs and stuff like that. But for the most part, when I paint and things like that, it's just my own personal like a creation from my head. And I'm like, I paint shit I want. Yeah. So like, um. Like my, like, my most famous pieces are, like, Kanye West pieces. Like, Kanye West is, like, a huge influence on me artistically. So I all I just like to have a big Kanye West influence piece. And, like, they motherfuckers sell so fast. Oh, that's dope. When you say Kanye influence, like, uh, you know, like, you know how the graduation had uh, my man jumping out. Like, that influence or, like, pictures of Kanye or... It's okay. So when I was young, um, what's that MTV show? I think it was Diary, like yeah. MTV Diary, and it was. Damn, um, June, you making us feel old. Though. When I was young, I was an old nigga when Diary hey, was out. I was an like, old nigga. What? Hey, niggas, hey, niggas on nigga. I was, I was already living on my own, dog. <laughs> hey, I'm so that means you was right behind me. So at twenty one, you old nigga. I don't, June. I, I got an but idea about gone. how old you are, but I know you're younger than us. So mm. I mean. <laughs> It's a gap there. It's yeah, a gap. That's yeah. all. So, um, so it was an episode with Kanye West, and he was basically showing like, basically, he he was talking about beats, but he was like, when I when I hear a beat, it's a visual Color that goes shit. to it, yeah. and he showed his artwork, and I'm like, damn, I feel that same way. Like when I like a lot of my art is music influenced. So like I'll like I visual like I'm a super super visual person. So like I'll hear something like as soon as somebody tells me something, it's already in my head. So um I was like like damn, and I really started like re so whenever I would listen to Kanye West, I would just like like visualize it, and it would be like the like like my brightest visions in my head. 
So like a lot of things that Kanye West said, and plus it's my favorite Kanye West uh, line of all time because it's just true to me, and it's not even like that known. But um, in a song, I wonder he he just says like these dreams be waking me up at night. I will literally wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and I will write out like a whole like I I like. I'm very detail oriented. Like I would detail like a whole piece I'm gonna work on, then I just go right back, to, and I can't go back to sleep until I do it. Mm. That's extremely dope. So like you probably did a piece off of Monster. I did. Um, my my favorite thing to do is like incorporate as much of his work in it as I can. Um, so I had I had a piece called oh shit. I I love long titles. It's weird, but I love long titles. It was called. Um, Damn, it was like Jesus, Jesus, um, something. See, Jesus' graduation was only a a part of his beautiful dark twisted fan. And I just incorporate like yeah. like all his albums into one. Um, actually, a friend of mine has that one in his in his apartment. And then the other one, somebody else bought. But I have another one that was like like the most colorful piece I ever did, and that one sold too. Like the day I finished. Uh, when. I saw you online. You, you mentioned that uh, you was getting some stuff together for a show. Mm-hmm. Did that happen already, or are you having it in the future? Um, well, I'm I'm always working on shows. I got like just so many. Like, really, what's going on right now? I'm not saying it prevented me from having a show, but it's kind of like I kind of got to think outside the box with something else in the future because I don't know what it's gonna look like in the future. But um, my last show was uh, three years ago, and that was probably like the biggest thing I've done in my career. Um, I had a show called um, Traumatized. I was originally going to call it uh, PTSD, and it was basically when you come from the areas that we come from, we suffer a lot that people don't see and don't understand. So I took a lot of um, lyrics from music, and I incorporate it into art so you can like visually see what we go through in a more digestible way. Okay. And, yeah, and that that shit that shit was crazy. That was a that was a moment in time for me right there. That's yeah, man. Because before this Rona went rampant, we was definitely gonna do a curate something here, but you know we still gonna we yeah still we gonna still do gonna, that. we we not gonna let you niggas hear the plans, but <laughs> yeah yeah we got something in the works. It's gonna be a lot of art there, art of all different type of facets. Absolutely. So we can call it like a an art show. It is our show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we give you niggas the... See, I don't want to say that because these and Merle say that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we waiting on the art. <laughs> I be wanting to say that shit so bad, Yo, but I, I don't... Hate, I, I hate when niggas misuse that term, man. Man. But uh, but it, it, it really is art, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I be wanting to give y'all niggas the art. You know yeah, what I'm man. saying? But we know how niggas like to steal shit, so fuck y'all. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, but, I'm off that. But... um. If people want to to look at some of your stuff and or just find you, like where do they find you at? Museum of June, and that's on every social media site. Um, I I believe in the power of words, and um, like I used to go by June the Trillustrator. I still do, but um, when I was in, I want to say like the first or second grade, is an author from Flint. His name is Christopher Paul Curtis. A lot of people know him because he wrote um, The Watsons Go to Birmingham, but he wrote a book called Bud Not Buddy. And uh, when he uh, he was doing a book tour for the uh, for the book and he came to my school and um, my teacher introduced him to me. 
and because I was just known for drawing. And uh, he asked me, like, what do you want to do? The only thing I knew artistically was an illustrator. So I said, I, I, I want to be an illustrator. And that was the first thing I ever said I wanted to be. So I used to call myself Juno Trillistrator. I still do. Like, if you search Juno Trillistrator, I'll pop up. Yeah. Okay. That's super dope. Well, we got to we gotta work, man, because um, we need some... We need some art for the walls in here. You feel me? So we uh we'll put something together. Uh, Dame. What up, though? Uh, we got some music picks for the week, man. Yeah, man. My music pick of the week is my nigga Spitter, Spring Clean. I love when currency drop. That's my music pick. I'm, 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 shit, I'm about to say I'm sitting. I'm sitting kind of far, but yeah, currency. That's my nigga. Uh, and I'm fucking with that T Grizzly lightweight. It's good. I heard Whale drop something new, but I'm not. I'm not interested. I'm never interested when when he drops music. But I fuck with Spitter. Millionaires dancing with pistol barrels, glaring the strip club lights flashing. We got action, we got bitches, the spot cracking, spot glass elites in here, reaching the duffel bags and toast stacks to the ceiling. I wish that I could give you the feeling, but it might kill you if you could actually feel it. The most addictive drug that they could ever deal is this shit. All right, man. Um, shoot me that. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send it to you right now because I'll fuck around and forget. Yeah. All right, man. Whose mans is this this week? Whose mans is this? Oh, man. Goes out to a radio legend. Uh, I mean, I won't say a radio legend, but, like, that's kind of, like, it's an understatement. But... He showed his true colors. Well, we always know that motherfucker true colors. You hear what's going on with Howard Stern this week? Nah, man. I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that nigga. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, some video surfaced him in blackface. Um, really? Yeah. Blackface, afro, doing a whole little comedy sketch and shit. And um, he basically said, I'm not apologizing for that shit. But essentially, um, I wouldn't do it now. You know, I was wild back then, but I went through electroshock therapy. Shut the fuck up. And, uh, Shut the fuck up. I'm just not the same person. Shut the f- electroshock therapy. But I'm not apologizing for that shit, though. Hey, like you don't get no passes for that shit, dog. Like it was like on some, it was on some real cool shit. Like it was like on some like. So this was some old shit that just happened just to, just to surface this week. It's, I don't know how old it was because, like, it didn't look that young. Like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't look – and, like, he was holding, like, a, a – a, he was in blackface and he was holding, like, a black puppet. Like, whoa. The puppet kind of looked like Robin. If you, if, you know what I'm saying? That's what it kind of looked like to me. But I'm not saying that's what it was, but that's what it kind of looked like to me. And, like, I, I just don't understand, like – He did it, but I ain't apologizing. It just, it just is what it is. Like – like why? That's you what you're telling me. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm Howard Stern, so I can do what the fuck I want. To. I'm, I'm not mad at taking that stance because yeah. a lot of people get on and just fake apologize. Like, oh, I didn't mean it. It was out of con. Nah, I mean, I, I did the shit. Same thing, J. So, Cole said. I did it. So, 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 you offended a large base of people, and you don't give a fuck that you offended them. 
You know what I'm saying? The apology is not, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? But I offended all you motherfuckers with some blackface. Not some shit that like I know, some shit that I would clearly know that is offensive. Hey, I was different back then. Okay, I acknowledge that you different, but do you acknowledge now that you 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 angered like a, a large group of people that and he just like semi nah. supported you? You he know, just like nah, I'm, nah, fuck y'all I niggas. Did. I don't really need y'all. Y'all not my base I in real life. My base is on the right. The left ain't really never been my base. So I'm stop really, watching it. I don't really give a fuck. Well, you know, Howard, fuck out of here. It's not my man's. Uh, I always thought rapping was kind of wild. I always thought that, like, you sitting in a room full of white people who probably don't like you. And um, she was just real passive. But we used to watch it on E. That's got to be a crazy chat, though. We only watch that shit because he had porn stars and naked girls in there. Like, we ain't ever really thought that, like, yo, Howard Stern. I got to watch it. This was, like, the the dopest. You know what I'm saying? Now, I will give you respect because I do watch different people. Well, let me read. Now I won't say I won't give you respect, but he was the first. Nigga, he was like one of the first niggas to be on that wild shit. Yeah, he's definitely wild, shock jock, and um, I do watch different people and how they interview and how they ask questions. And you know, what I'm saying everybody has a different level of comfort. He makes the room comfortable because he do drugs. I got drugs in here. I got women. I got liquor, and I got naked porn stars. You know what I'm saying? And it gives you a different level of comfort for the type of person that goes on Howard Stern. Yeah, and he get a lot out of them. Because he a conversationalist and he can get people to say and do a thing. And when people are comfortable, so, we've had it in here. When people get comfortable, they start yeah. vomiting from the mouth. There's a skill level there. There's a skill with 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 with, with um Howard Stern. Uh, whether we like him or not, there's a skill level with um Rush Limbaugh. You know what I'm saying? There's a skill level with Sean Hannity. All these people like they yeah. they do have a skill. It's, and it's perfect for the guests that they bring on. Like it, yeah. it's it's a perfect fit. Um but Howard Stern, whose man is this? Uh I'm glad I'm glad that I brought up Sean Hannity. And earlier this week I posted a pitch a video online on Instagram of Colin Muhammad when he was on um Donahue. Phil Donahue, yeah. Um and I told you that Sean Hannity has a skill. His skill, not intelligence, though. So if you go to YouTube and type in Sean Hannity, Colin Muhammad, Colin Muhammad embarrassed this nigga for about an hour and a half. It was bad. So this was before everybody, clearly this was like in the uh, late 90s, yeah. uh, before Hannity was like who he is now. But he was on radio, bad, bad. When you... Intellectual bully. Shout out to Kalima. Yeah, and when you... When you're not prepared for that type of guest, you're going to... Well, you don't respect your guest. Like, when you don't respect... Like, you don't respect the black man. You don't know what kind of intelligence he got, right? So, I don't... He don't speak from opinion. He speak from a fact base. Like, everything I'm going to say is going to be based up... Based, in fact, with people that you respect. So, it's not my scholars. It's not my people. Yeah. I'm going to use the scholars that you respect and that you love and that got that shit. I'm going to be right and exact and I'm going to present in front of you and you don't have nothing. Like, the callers was calling in like... Yo, man, I get it. We don't like him and all that shit, but like, can we refute anything he's saying? Like, the nigga out here speaking facts. Khaled Muhammad is probably a tough interview. Like, especially if you're not ready. Like, if you don't know what you're walking into, like, sight unseen, and you just not prepared for that shit. Like, nigga, you walking into a lion's den. I don't understand how that's that would not be. That's a black man. <laughs> that is a black. 
big black bald head man. Listen, man, when that I don't, is intimidating. When I don't got shit to do, and there's nothing on television, there's nothing on Netflix I want to watch. I go to YouTube and I watch Khalid Muhammad videos and I watch Farrakhan videos because I like how they talk to white people. <laughs> I do. I, mean, I like they were. They, I mean, they are, you you know you know I love the minister. They are impeccable I, with their words. Like, but I'm just saying, like, if you didn't know f- the minister and he walked in here and you thought it was gonna be one way, he gonna show you real quick it's gonna be the other way. Man, like we we came we done came close two times. More than and that, I, and I don't want to interview him. I just want to sit and let him talk. Oh, I got questions. Just, That's what it's gonna be anyway. Yeah, I do got questions. I I, I swear to God, because I I, 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 I plan out. I know who we gonna sit down with. I got you know questions to I make him talk more. Like I just want to hear him talk. I wrote out questions this week to ask Farrakhan. I don't have any questions for him. I just like, want to hear him talk, man. I wrote out four questions this week that I can that I asked Farrakhan. You'd be lucky if you get two in. We'd be lucky if we get two. Because no, I just Farrakhan I just is very gracious. He no, no, I know he he's great, but I feel like a Farrakhan interview is more Farrakhan led, and you. Sit back, like he gonna he gonna dictate the flow of the conversation, uh, I'm and I'm perfectly the, fine with that. I'm gonna ask the question, and he can take it where he want to. You know what I'm saying? I got four questions, and it's gonna be dope because it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, man, it's great. And what's so funny? One of my favorite times Farrakhan went on Donahue, 1993. Um, like one of the greatest shit. Go, just go on YouTube. However, Chelsea Handler this week. Posted a clip of it. Oh, I thought you said he went on Chelsea Handler. I was like, she where did a, I miss that? She posted a clip of him speaking, uh, a, pro, a clip that I've actually posted in the past, by the way, and explaining how we we lost the knowledge of self, we, our education, blah, blah, blah. And she posted it like, yo, anybody who know, because this was, Farrakhan was a little bit younger, like, yo, who's this guy? He explained that shit so fucking who well. Is Farrakhan? <laughs> who is Who is Farrakhan? I mean, but if you if but you if you white and this she's just out of touch. She's just out of touch. All the superstars and all the white megastars and the Jennifer Andersons in the world, they they start liking and posting mm-hmm. and reposting and shit. And they let it rock. And then they found out, like, hey, yo, that yo, that's Farrakhan. <laughs> and then niggas start pulling their shit back down. <laughs> I'm like, look at that. When that truth fucking hit you, y'all know what it is until they told you not to like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to ease motherfuckers into it. That's why I always <laughs> suggest, and I, don't, I ain't into promoting white women, but uh, Jane Elliott. One of my favorite ones is the one uh, where she was talking about the maps. Yeah. Like that, like that's why that's why I start people at Jane Elliott and Tim. What's Tim's last name? Tim Westwood? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I know you're talking about. Um, I know, I know exactly. Damn, about what's Tim's last name? Hold on, <laughs> June. I like that. I'm not into promoting white. Uh, not at all. I stand <laughs> on my shit. I can't think it's Tim's last name. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about. The little he kind of, kind of short, kind of chubby. Got yeah, the yeah. He be speaking some shit too. But them the two white folks that I, um, that other white people should listen to, and they they'll. Listen to your own. <laughs> that sound that sound worse than what I mean it. <laughs> that sound worse than what I mean it. But no, I think you. you know I think you got it right. I think you got it they, right. Listen to your own. <laughs> uh, uh, it's time for the Benny. <laughs> I felt it going that way. Uh, it's your man Dame going wild. I'm back on Twitter now. Dame Ruffin one. I need some followers because I'm nigga light. I only been on a I only been on a week. Uh, 
Let's see. On IG is Dame Gone Wild. Shop Talk Podcast. ShopTalkPodcast.com. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Book some time. The studio back open. We pay rent on the first every month. <laughs> Yo, it's uh, June. You see June in all caps, you know it's all facts. Follow me at uh, Museum of June on all social platforms. And shout out to Flint, Michigan. Um, Appreciate you coming on, my brother. For sure, man. Always appreciate love it. chopping up with you. Um, Shout out to y'all, man. It's been a tough couple weeks. We always going to make it through, though. You feel me? Um, Shout out to Jay Johnson 313 on Instagram and Twitter. I need 200 no, I'm sorry. I need 195 additional followers on Twitter, and then I'm gonna release this documentary. Well, docu- the documentary series. you wouldn't let me participate in. Man, relax. <laughs> no one, no one said that. Okay. No, you just showed it with your actions. I started doing this shit two years ago, and this is footage from like two years ago. I got better cameras. I got better mics. I got better lighting. I got better everything. It's gonna be better when we continue. You feel me? But. I did 195 more, then I'm going to let that shit go. You feel me? Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know you at Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. It's shoptalkpod.com. I think you said shoptalkpodcast.com. Anyway. Okay. Um, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay and Dave. Hell yeah. Peace.